This is the podcast by The Straits Times. As former Manchester United manager Sir Matt Busby once said, if they're good enough, they're old enough. But where can the line be drawn in professional football? In May, 15-year-old Young Lions defender Raul Suhaimi became the youngest player in the 26-year history of the Singapore Premier League. He's one of at least nine footballers, 17 or younger, who have made their debut this season. Is this trend good for local football and its professional league? Hi and welcome to ST Sports Talk. My name is Deepan Raj Ganesan and in this episode, former youth coach Kairul Ashraf and current Young Lions head coach Philip Au join me to talk about the increase in teenage footballers in the Singapore Premier League. Hi Kairul, welcome to the show. Hi Deepan. Hi Philip. Hi, hello. Hi Deepan. Kairul is a former youth coach who is now a coaching consultant to clubs in the region and Philip is the current Young Lions head coach who has had previous teams with SPL side Haugang United and the now defunct Home United. Let's start with you, Philip. Raul Suhaimi, Ame Shafes, and Kyrie Nadim. You've given debuts to three under-17 footballers this season. How do you assess when a player is ready to be thrown into the action? Well, uh, you know, Deepan, uh, regarding these three boys, uh, they were with me since they were 15 years old, you know. So, so first of all, I knew about their background. And, you know, that, that two years that they were with me in the under-15s and under-16s, um, they were put through a rigorous uh, campaign. You know, they, they represented Singapore in the Hong Kong Jockey Cup, the AFF uh, tournament, the AFC under-16 qualifiers. So they had, they had a good background before, before coming into Young Lions. Yeah. The other thing is when they were in Young Lions, uh, what's happened is that because they are training with the bigger boys, uh, we needed to know whether they can cope. And normally when, when a young player comes into the next level, uh, there's two things. One, they can't cope with the intensity. Uh, two, they can't cope with the physicality. Yeah. So these are the two things that we, we looked at. And, yep. you know, over a period of time, they were able to. And that's when, when we decided that, you know, as a whole coaching team, we decided that, hey, they are ready to play in the Pro League. Yeah. Karu, you know, based on what you have seen in the Singapore Premier League this season, uh, these teenagers, not just the Young Lions boys, but the other boys in the league who are 17 and younger, do they look out of place? Do you feel they've been able to cope with the rigours of professional football? Yeah, I think there are a few moving parts here that we need to address. Lah. I think like what Philip mentioned uh, before, there are a few things from a footballer's, a young footballer's standpoint. You need to at, at first look at the technical abilities and then at a certain age, you know, after their PhD, okay, the their physical high velocity, they must uh, reach a physical level after their puberty, which is very important in, in footballers, young footballers at the age of 15, 16, right? So I cannot say that I know all the data of this place, so it's not fair because Philip has been with them, right? But these are the things that are very important. From my point of view, I see uh, Khairin and uh, Amir, the physicality can actually match. For Raul, I'm not so sure yet, but uh, it can happen. But of course, it's contextual because of the quality of the league and also the people that take care of these players. Because you need to look at their physiology, right? And we don't want to spoil the career of a young player too early. So I think it's uh, for these three players, I feel, I feel personally it's contextual because the level of the league has been lower. They are able to compete. Right, but for the two players that I mentioned, I think they are doing visibly okay, though not consistent, and this has to be managed by Philip. Philip, I think what uh, Cairo is alluding here uh, is that you know perhaps consistency is an issue for young players. Uh, as a coach, how do you manage that uh, from a player's perspective? 
So first of all, I think as coaches, we must understand that, you know, with young players, the development is never progressive. It will be ups and downs. You know, if you, if you chart it as a graph, it, it will go up and down, up and down because they are young. And they are, like Karu said, there are many, many elements behind it. You know, it could be studies, not enough rest, not enough sleep, many things. Yeah. So as coaches, we must understand that and not expect them to be as consistent like, you know, a pro player who, who has enough sleep, enough rest. So yeah, we, we, we expect them not to perform in some games. And, you know, it's, it's not only in games. In training, you can see sometimes they drop in quality. Like, okay, these few trainings, they're not training well. And what, what's the reason behind? Yeah. <laughs> so, so in Young Lions, uh, what we have is a, a wellness reporting uh, system where the boys, every morning when they wake up, they will report, you know, the quality of sleep, the amount of rest, the muscle soreness and things like this. Even the mood. Sometimes when, when, when they say that the mood is low, we will then, you know, check with them, hey, what's going on? You know, something happened in the family or, you know, uh, is it because of exams and things like that? Yeah. So as coaches, we must, we must understand that they are young players. We must understand how they develop and then not put too much expectations on them. So if we as coaches don't know this, then it's a big problem because then what will happen is that we always expect a lot from them and that may break down. I think it's fantastic that coaches are taking care of what's happening, not just on the field, but off the field as well with players. I think that's fantastic. Uh, but you know, based on my discussions with several in the football fraternity, there seems to be a general sentiment that in the local football scene that we should not feel players that are 15 to 17 in a professional league. You know, some argue that it may be indication that the league is not up to standard if 15-year-olds are being able to get game time in the league. Karo, do you see things this way? Do you agree with this? Yeah, uh, principally I agree in this. Yeah, because for me, uh, the level of the league has, has gone down quite some bit. Eh? You know, if we look at our best players in the last 20 years, I haven't been long in football, around 20 years. Eh? But you see our best players in the last generations have been those born in the 84, 85. Like, Haris is an exception. Lah, yeah? But that generation to me has been the best. right? And they're still playing in the league right now. So even during that time, right, they didn't uh, debut at 16, 15. Maybe Sharil at 17. Right? But the rest, Young Lions debut, I think, maybe 1920. And, and that was a good, a good time of, uh, of the league. Eh? And when they ended 4th, 5th, uh, 2004, 2005, 2006. Right? So now I see uh, a, a big drop in standards. And, and uh, 15-year-olds coming in. And I think they would not get time. Right? To be fair, right now in the last two years, we have not gotten competitions for 15, 17 and under 21. So they need a place to play, these better players, right? And the gap has to be bridged somewhere, right? But to me, I feel that, you know, it's been a, a drop in standard. And uh, of course, me being around, I, my work is I watch football around the region and I see that the standard is, is really lower. Yeah, so that's my stand. And um, uh, even the 15-year-olds and 16-year-olds are able to compete or, or, or physically able to match, right? Just because of the standard is lower. But at the end of the day, you also have to understand that they are pitting themselves against men. So in principle, I am against uh, 15-year-olds or 16-year-olds playing in the league. Philip, what about you? Do you agree with this assertion that 15 to 17-year-olds playing in the Singapore Premier League is an indication that the standard is not quite up there? Uh, well, I mean, the, there is two ways to look at it. Uh, one, we could say that the, the league standards have dropped or we could say that because of the way the younger players are being exposed now, that they, they rise faster to play at the, the top level. The world trend shows that younger players are, are getting involved in the game quicker. 
you know what 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 I've seen. Um, you know, I've I've recently had a new batch of the national under 15s. A lot of these boys, uh, when I check the background, when they were four, they are five. Their parents bring them to the academy, and they've been training there ever since. So they start earlier now. And what I've seen is this crop of boys now. They're technically better. What I feel is missing for our players is the experience. Yeah, um, you know when I bring a bunch of 15-year-olds out of Singapore. On that stage, they kind of freeze because the experience of competing at that level、uh, is missing. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, you know, it, it could be that the 15 and 16 year olds are are now more ready to be able to play in this stage.、Um, of course, on the flip side, like Karu said, it could be because of the drop of standards. Yeah. So there is two views to it, and、uh, neither is right or wrong because yeah, it really depends on on how you look at things. We have to mention the under twenty rule here, right? So I think it could possibly a reason be a reason for why we are seeing this trend of fifteen to seventeen year olds in the league.、Uh, for listeners who are not sure what this rule is about, SPL clubs are required to fill at least three players aged twenty three or younger in their starting eleven.、Uh, Kairo, do you think this is a big reason for why we are seeing fifteen to seventeen year olds in the league?、Mm, yes, definitely. Fundamentally and personally, I don't like the idea of young lions playing. Right, for me, I feel that decentralization is better. Getting these youth players back into the clubs, have the clubs have a proper structure, have proper competitions age group under eighteen, under nineteen,、uh, under sixteen, eighteen, twenty one, and that's the best. But since it is what it is now, so the under twenty three rule has created a demand for the clubs. So these players now at this under twenty three is premium. So clubs, the first thing they do close season is I need to get that under twenty three player first. Right, so it becomes a premium, and when clubs get, they don't get the sixteen-year-old, seventeen-year-old. They get as close as possible. They get the twenty-one-year-old, twenty years old, nineteen years old. This age group, but this is actually the age group that should be taken in like young lions. I feel the preparation for sea games, right? This age group, but because the clubs are also taking taking these players, in the end, maybe I feel that young lions and Philip is starting to look at players younger because all these players are being scrambled by the clubs. So this developmental league ruling of under twenty three has actually caused this effect onto the young lions as well. Philip, I can see where Cairo is coming from, but you know, ultimately, these boys are getting experience, which is always good for the development, right? I think you can look at the example of Saiful Akbar, who you know recently made his debut for the national team.、Uh, he came through because of the under twenty three rule,、uh, and he had decent game time for the Lion City Sailors. Yes, I, I mean, first of all,、uh, you know, Cairo spoke about、uh, the developing of the players. Yeah, so you know when when we had Karin Ame and Raoul in the team,、uh, it is for the sole purpose of developing the individual player. You know, we needed to challenge these boys because if they're gonna stay at whichever level they are at, what's gonna happen is that they will not be challenged. Yeah,、uh, we can see the potential in them, and that's the reason why we decided that you know come train with young lions, and you know they were challenged and they proved that they were good enough to be part of the team and to to play. Yeah.、Uh, Of course, you speak about Saifullah Akbar. Yes, you know I'm happy that he has、uh, gotten his uh, national team uh, debut and he's playing, you know, two games there already. And this experience will just add on and on. And this experience cannot be bought. You you have to be playing to to earn it. You know, a coach can in training tell them say, oh, this situation you should do this, 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 this. But the game is so dynamic that every situation will change. So they have to play the game to to experience it to to get better. And I mean, for the three young players that I have in the team,、uh, let's say three years down the road, you know, they would have clocked in so much more experience. And let's say when they represent Singapore, they wouldn't be so nervous by the time they they play on that stage. Yeah. 
If you like what you're hearing so far, do subscribe to our podcast ST Sports Talk on your favorite audio apps, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Like us and rate us. And now back to our chat. Haru, you know, you've told me before that one of the reasons uh, we are at this stage, we are playing more 15 to 17-year-olds is, you know, it's a result of lack of talent in the age groups above them. You know, could you expand on this and tell us how we have got here? I think our structures are wrong, right? Because I'm no longer a youth coach who's, who's uh, more involved in uh, the youth, the players that I need to be developed. I'm thinking about you know, how we, we move. So where we are wrong now, again, this under-23 rule, the first part, the immediate part, right? The immediate part is under-23 rule. We have been doing this for three, four years. It, it's a hit and miss, in my opinion. We have Saifullah, we have Adli, we saw Ifan Najib for a while, you know, and then we 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 saw some players, but then there were also players like Ilyas Ni, players like Ryan Shafi, you know, even now uh, Omar Omar uh, in the midfield, right? He was developing at a good level, and then when the when he's no longer twenty three, he's no longer used, right? So we are losing these 24, 25, 26, 27 year old players because of this under twenty three ruling that we have done over the past few years. So that's the immediate. So we have lost. So to fulfill this gap, then we are looking at under 23 players all the way now. And we forgot the 25, 26, 27 year old players. Because we think that, okay, we still have our Haris Harun back. These 30 year olds who can sustain the league. Right? We have our Izwans or Haris or, or in this uh, who are playing at Hafiz, Afik Yunus, Sahil. No, that generation. And then we talk about Previously, how come we cannot have a big group of these 24, 25-year-old? Even when some of them leave, we still have a lot because of our league structures. Okay, so what we had in the 2000s was, uh, you know, when Jan Paulsen was a technical director, we had the 12s, 14s, 16s, 18s in every age group, in every club, right? So when we had that, a player would know, you know, after I'm 13, I go to under 14. Even if I'm not good enough, maybe I'll be on the bench. Right, then I, I go to the next the next level. We had that for a few years, and then we changed the structure. There were so many stru- changes in structure that I, I I can't exactly say which. Right, but we then moved into not every club had it. Then we had like COE North, East, West, and then we only had four teams. And then the age groups were lesser. Instead of five age groups in each club, we only had maybe three, 15, 17, or nineteen, something like that. And then there were a lot of changes again. So what this means is there will be a player that along the way will drop out because why I can't go to the next level because the next level the age group may be too big or uh, let, let's say I'm 15 now the next uh, there was a time where we had under 19 and a, a big group so the age group level difference was three years so if I'm the youngest guy in the age group say for example under 19 I'm 16 from 15 to uh, being 16 I cannot match because I cannot be up against an 18 year old or 19 year old so there was these structures that uh, it wasn't a, con- a build-on, it wasn't a continuity, it was just changing structures all the time, every three years. So this created a big gap and a lot of dropouts of these players within this age group. So for me, for me, I feel that the problem, you see, we can always blame the problem to the players and we say the players are not good enough, we can say the players are not hungry enough, but the problem is the players are a victim of the system, right? They do not know what else to do because they are part of the system, right? But again, the structure, we have failed. We have failed the place, right? So this is where we are. Why we don't have enough players? Why we cannot compete? Why our national team lost 5-0 to Uzbekistan? Because we are just not good enough. So this is where, where I stand. We have lost it because in the last 15 years, we have given the people who make the policies too much power to do the wrong thing. And Philip, you know, I'm a positive man. I like to look at positive things. And on the flip side, is this trend rather an indication that we could see a healthy talent pool come through in the next few years? 
Uh, for example, I understand that FAS has beefed up its scouting of youth players around the island. Uh, well, Lipan, uh, what we see today is not the cause of what we do today. What we do today, the success can be seen maybe five, ten years down the road. Yeah. So, so we have to adopt a, a longer-term thinking. And uh, you know, Kairu spoke about uh, the chop and change for the past fifteen years. Um, what's happened with our new technical director is that. He has continued where our Michel Sablon has put in place, and we in FAS are doing what has been in place, uh, trying to make it better rather than chop and change. Yeah, I think that is very important. Uh, coming back to whether we will see a, a crop of uh, young talents coming through, I believe so. Uh, you, but you won't see it in in one or two years' time. You will probably see it uh, five years, ten years, and maybe by then myself and Kairu. You know, we'll be we'll be t- having coffee and talking about football because I don't know, by by then maybe we we retire. You know, yeah. But like I said, people that is involved in this game, especially in the youth structure, needs to adopt a longer term thinking, looking at the big picture. And I always say this, and I I reiterate this again. Uh, let's look at the processes and not be so concerned about results, 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 especially with youth players. Right, you know, we can talk all day about the policies in place, but ultimately, let's get back to the players. You know, whether it's good for the league or Singapore football, the players' health and welfare is important. Philip, how do you ensure that these players aren't at the risk of an early burnout? Uh, yes, Deepan. You know, um, this year, uh, with regards to young players, uh, especially player like Kyrene, uh, last year was a breakout year for him. He played many, many matches, uh, but this year there are matches that we decide to rest him. Uh, this is for his long-term development. Uh, we, we felt that he should not play in all the games. Yes, he's a good player, but we have to look after his uh, long-term welfare. For the other players like Raul, Ame, you know, in training, an example would be we plan for four sets of possession games. Uh, what happens is that we will then uh, rotate the players. Like Ame plays two sets, Raul plays two sets, rather than they go through four sets. Uh, like I said, uh, intensity physicality and the loading of the players is very very important and so this is how how we manage their loading the other thing is they are still students when you know in singapore we know that there are exam periods um so there will be times where we said you know take the extra day off don't have to come into training go and manage your studies because we know that off the field is just as important as on the field and that's a wrap for our discussion of teenagers in the singapore premier league and whether it benefits singapore football i'm deepan raj ganesan Thank you, gentlemen, for joining me on the show and sharing your insights. Thank you, Lipan. No problem. Nice to be here. You can search for our show, ST Sports Talk, on your favourite audio apps, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Like us and rate us. That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts, or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.